Hello, friends. I hope you are doing well and having a great Monday. I uh, would love to have you jump, jump into the comments and say hello. Mm -hmm. Tell us where you're from, even if you're uh, catching up on a replay. Uh, get in there and say hi. Love to to see who's watching and and where you're watching from. All right, happy Monday, Angie. Yes, love Mondays. Great, great way to start the week is just um, knowing that you get to create what it is you want your week to look like, and then going out and getting after it. So, yes, happy Monday. All right. Um, let's get into this. I, I don't remember how I, where I came across this question or how I came up. Um, but basically I started to think about how did sin become part of being human by nature? And I started thinking about it and I got kind of angry that we have been fed this and and we say things like, you know, our sin nature or our old nature, and uh, we take that on as part of who we are. And I'm just not sure that is truth. I'm not sure that that's actually right. And so I thought it was important to kind of examine this idea and uh, go down this path and see where it takes us. And I, I'm not certain that it fully fits with, you know, the, the series that we're in the King of Kings series, but in a way you have to, you have to know who you are at your very core. And if you believe that you have this sin nature until uh, some magical point that you don't, then we have to take a look at that because we have to know who we are. Um, and so I wanted to look at this from both sides. I wanted to make an argument that says, yes, we have a sin nature. And I wanted to make an argument that says, no, we don't. But I was really having a hard time coming up with a good argument to say that, yes, we do have a sin nature. And you can go out and you can Google this and you're going to find a ton of articles that say, yes, we do. And they're going to use scripture to uh, support their claims. Um, and so my goal today is to um, offer up these two ideas that, yes, we do have a sin nature. No, we don't have a sin nature. And you could take that to God and ask questions. Uh, I'm not going to get into much of trying to persuade you that we do and then a counter argument that we don't. I'm just going to kind of talk through this from my perspective. Okay. And again, we talked about this, uh, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, you need to uh, catch the things that are taught. Otherwise, you're, you're wasting your time watching this video uh, if you aren't going to do something about it, right? If you don't take these, these teachings and, and go to God and start asking questions and start internalizing this and, and figuring out what is it you believe about him and... and and actually challenging your own beliefs from time to time, it, you're wasting your time being here. So you might as well go watch TV and waste time and, and energy that way. Uh, or you could actually do something productive and 
jump into the oneness that you share with God, that union that you share. And, you know, at Unedited Life, we, we aren't going to tell you what to think. So that's that's not what I'm wanting to do here today. I'm, again, wanting to offer you up something that you can take into to your prayer time. We are, however, going to teach you how to think. And you're not going to be able to do that outside of using the mind of Christ. Uh, at least you won't be effective anyways. It's, it's much more difficult. Um, being able to... How am I trying to say this? You need to use the mind of Christ and, and consistently be in relationship with Jesus because if you're not like we talked about yesterday, it's life is just difficult outside of that. Not to say that there won't be difficult things that come up. However, but when, however, when you are in that relationship with Jesus, you start to understand solutions and you start to understand that you have power and dominion to uh, change what's happening here in the scene realm because of your, your starting place of victory in the unseen realm. And so uh, this is why we're always offering up these teachings to you uh, to then take into your, your prayer time and, and see what Jesus uh, says to you personally. The, the exciting thing, yes, you are a solution, right? That, that is something that, um, that we talked about yesterday uh, with churches being shut down is because there was no solutions being offered. There was no power coming out of there. There was no kingdom that was coming out of the churches. So they were shut down rather than being turned to for solutions and healing. And so that's, that's part of the nature that you carry. And so what you taking this into your prayer time and, and seeing what Jesus says to you personally allows you to then bring something back to the group. You know how you know how now have something to add to the conversation and share. You don't just get to be a, a, a spectator and a consumer from the person up at the platform because that's not what this is about. Right? We don't have just that one platform person standing up there and throwing out all the things at you. You should come Sunday morning equipped to share and ready to sharpen those around you. Whether or not you're up on the platform, you can have conversations with people, right? These Jesus conversations that, that allow you to sharpen one another. So, so just because you're not standing up there teaching a message doesn't mean you don't have something to offer to the people around you. That's an important thing to remember. <clears throat> okay. Let's get into this. So I talked about finding, you know, go out Google. You can find a lot of the articles that say we have a sin nature and they will say that scripture says we have a sin nature, but I kind of question, does it really, does it really say that, you know, in all these numerous articles that say we have a sin nature, uh, saying that we are, are sinners by nature and they have a goal of turning people to Jesus so that he can overcome the sin nature that's within us. And 
I don't want to say that that motive is bad. We want people to to turn to Jesus. We want people to um, be awakened to what's been done for them, right? And, and we know that that on the cross, Jesus overcame that sin nature. And we're going to get more into this here in a minute. But to say that we still have this sin nature that needs to be overcome by spouting some magical prayer that then all of a sudden it's applied to me. The The reality of it is, is that what Jesus did was applied to all. And, and, and that can be kind of hard to, to wrap your brain around because we have a, a lot of scripture that says that there is something else that needs to be done. And I don't want to get into all of that right now, but the the goal of telling people they have a sin nature, they need to turn to Jesus so it can be overcome, I think is just a falsehood. And he overcame the sin nature or, or excuse me, he overcame sin on the cross. And, and so that's that's something that people need to just uh, simply believe. And, and we're going to talk about that too. And the problem I've discovered um, in these articles and the scriptures that they're using, uh, it, it appears to support this ludicrous idea of a sin nature. It really does. Uh, that is until you look at the bigger picture and you start to pull it back and look at what does it say around this verse that they're using to claim we have a sin nature. And one of the ones I found, which I, I prefer to read in the Passion Translation because it's um, graphic and disgusting at this all at the same time. It's Isaiah 64, uh, verse 6. Isaiah 64, verse 6. It says, we have all become contaminated with sin. And you see our self-righteousness as nothing better than a menstrual rag. We are all like fallen leaves and our sins sweep us away like the wind. This verse was one I found over and over and over again as supporting evidence that we have a sin nature. Yes, sin is in the world. Yes, people are contaminated by sin. And yes, God sees our self-righteousness as nothing better than a menstrual rag. That's disgusting. We're all like fallen leaves and our sins sweep us away like the wind. Yeah, you could see how a, a case could be made there to say that part of the nature that we carry is sinful. And so... What I want to do, though, is I want to read the next two verses. I want to read seven and eight. And it goes on to say, no one calls on your name or presses in to lay hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us. You have let us be ruined by our sins, by our own sins. Verse eight, yet still, Yahweh, you are our father. We are like clay and you are our potter. Each one of us is the creative artistic work of your hands. Okay. Another scripture I found that 
uh, is used to support the idea that we have a sin nature was Genesis 5.3. It says, when Adam had lived 130 years, he became the father of a son in his own likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. So they're saying that Adam has a sin nature and he passed that on because he fathered a son in his own likeness, according to his image. But right here, it says, yet still, Yahweh, you are our father. We are like clay and you are a potter, each one of us, the creative artistic work of your hands. That, that verse in Genesis 5 doesn't negate the fact that we come from God. It doesn't negate the fact that we are fathered by him originally in his likeness, in his image. And so you can't, you can't separate that. And, and we're going to keep progressing and building on this, but you can't separate the fact that we originally were fathered by God and he's still our father. We're still his image bearers created in his likeness. I want to read another, um, another scripture here, Ephesians two. And we're going to read Ephesians two, uh, one through three. And in his fullness fills you and his fullness fills you. Even though you were once like corpses dead in your sins and offenses. It wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion, customs, and values of this world, obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who feel, fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. The corruption that was with us from birth was because there is a sin in the world. Not because it supports the ridiculous notion that your nature is sinful. Do people long to sin? I mean, an argument could be made to say that's true when you read through Romans. But I also want to ask, you know, if, if people may be longing to sin or... Um, is it sin that is the longing or is it um, the attempt to fill a hole in their lives uh, that's supposed to be filled through relationship with God? That That's what I believe the longing is. And the longing is there because they're, they're missing that relationship. And so they want to fill that, that time and that void with something. And we know oftentimes that choice is not, not made well. And so I, I, I want to, I want to be careful about this. Um, was the nature of humanity affected by what I, I kept seeing called original sin? I don't think the nature was affected. However, people were. I'm not negating that people sin and um, as a result, bad things happen. 
but what I want you to examine is the idea sin is in the nature that you carry because I just don't believe it is right when you look at sin it looks when you look at sin it it is from what I can see a consequence of the fall not part of your nature not part of who you are when Adam and Eve took the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and ate that they became aware of sin, right? In, in, in that act, they rebelled and their eyes were open to something that God didn't want them to see. And a lot of people ask, well, why was the tree there? Well, God didn't create robots. He didn't want uh, people to just sit there and, and just, you know, give him exactly what they're programmed to do. We're programmed with his nature. So we want to actually reflect who it is that God is. That That's the real longing there. He didn't create robots. He wanted people to share his image, to share his likeness, to share relationship with. Right. In that oneness, he wanted all of us to to share relationship together. But to have that be real love, there has to be a choice there. Right. So I'm I'm somewhat convinced, pretty, pretty much convinced that that was put there for that purpose. Right. The longing is to mirror our nature to mirror who it is that we were created in the image of not a longing for sin. The choice to sin is, is just a poor choice in trying to fill that expression. And the problem I have with what I keep finding as original sin is we already know there was sin before Adam and Eve made the choice to eat the, the fruit of that tree. Right. And, and I say that because if you look at all the stories in the Bible, we know that um, everybody points back to that as original sin. But uh, I think about was Lucifer's attempt to overthrow God and seat himself as the most high considered something else. Was that not considered sin? So Adam and Eve's sin wasn't original. Right. They stepped out of. Reliance on what God said was good for them. They stepped out of, of looking at him for what it was that they should be marrying. Right? They, they rebelled. And that wasn't original to them. Rebellion had already happened. In Genesis 1, verses 26 to 28, it says, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply 
and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Uh, I just have to wonder, did that image that you bear somehow leave as a result of Adam and Eve eating the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Did that nature somehow just vanish that they were created in the, the likeness that they were created in that somehow just where did it go? doesn't say that doesn't say that their nature changed because of their rebellion. They made a wrong choice. What I believe is we've been fed a story fueled by fear and called it the gospel in order to manipulate us into being controlled by religion and the people in power. Fear is, is what's driving a lot of these, these things that people are told and then uh, turn and, and spout off and, and get others to, to believe. And it's never questioned. We've been sold a gospel that isn't lasting because fear doesn't produce transformation. It doesn't. Fear does bring about a temporary cessation of sin in people's lives, but it's temporary. I would love for someone to show me where this has led to lasting transformation uh, that is seen as good news. And, and not seen as I have to do this to be accepted into the presence of God. That's what fear is producing. I mean, show me, and I would love to see where this didn't lead to religious works, which is man-made bondage. I would love to see it. I would love to see where fear has produced a lasting transformation. Jesus made the way for you to be free from both consequences of Adam and Eve's action. You're free from both sin and death. They don't hold claim to you any longer. Right? Sin and death are not part of your nature. We found in Romans 8 too, it says, For the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. Uh, you did not have a nature of sin and death, right? They were uh, laws that did rule you and kept you bound in captivity, but they don't any longer. Those things no longer have uh, authority or claim to you like they did before. Jesus came onto the scene. He came clothed in humanity, picked up all the sins of the world and took them to the cross, nailed them there and left them. 
came out the other side resurrected, which you were given credit for and brought into, and now sit spiritually co-seated with him. Right? It was a, a, a rescue mission to set you free, uh, saved you from captivity, and allowed you to be brought home. That's what was done on your behalf. There is no more sin nature. And I use that in air quotes because it was never part of your nature. What it is, is there is no more legal claim to you by sin, by death. And the great part is that if you aren't seeing freedom manifest in your life, then it's a belief problem. You just have to simply believe what it is Jesus has done for you and continually be in relationship with him, right? Not running to try to fill what should be filled by him with some other means. The, the whole uh, turn or burn, it's not good news, right? Turn and have life more abundantly, that's good news. And that is the gospel. So how did sin uh, become part of being human by nature? It's my belief that it never did. We have to stop saying these things. We have to start telling people that their nature is sinful. Because I just cannot imagine that when we read that chapter, uh, that, that scripture in Genesis where God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, that somewhere in that image or likeness, there's sin, there's a sinful nature. There's a sinful aspect to that. I just can't believe that. I can't imagine that to ever be true. So I can't imagine why we started telling people that they have a sin nature. We even say things like, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Well, are you a sinner or have you been saved by grace? Which is it? Pick one. And that's a whole other rabbit trail that I'm not really wanting to go down right now. But the point of that is to say, like, I want us all to be careful of how we use our words. We know that words have meaning. And you have to be careful what it is you're saying. I want us all to be mindful of what we're declaring uh, with the statements uh, we make. I want us to be mindful of what it is we're declaring, even with the songs that we sing. You could just be listening to the radio and just mindlessly singing along to a song you've heard a thousand times, whether it's it's Christian music or not, and, and wind up making agreement with some lyrics that you may not want to be declaring over yourself.
Anyways, take this to Jesus. See what he's got to say to you. See what he tells you about this whole idea that uh, there is some sin nature that is possessed and carried by you. I hope you do. I really hope you do. I hope you are every single day getting into a relationship with him and, and just seeing what he has to say. You don't always have to go in with, with um, needs or wants. Not, this isn't what we're talking about when we talk about getting into this prayer time. Leave those lists somewhere else and, and you can... You can deal with those another time. That's not relationship. So, all right. Have a blessed week. Love you all. Bye.